Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It is now time to go to Nashville Super Speedway, another brand new racetrack on the cup schedule and a returning track for the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. So this episode's going to have a lot of good information, a lot of fun news and all that, but I just want to let you guys know up front that I am going to apologize to you guys because I feel like the editing is not going to be at the best as it usually is and maybe I'm going to be a little scatterbrained. I got a few things going on personally right now that I don't really want to give out too much details because it is pretty personal, but let's just say it's to the point where I'm going to have to pay twice as much rent and I don't have any water for the next few days. I'm not I'm not struggling financially or anything. It's just priorities were not set in the right spot and there's a lot of negative stuff going on around where I live. Well, I'm going to get through it. Don't worry. But I want to let you guys know because you guys are part of my lives every single Monday and Friday and I feel like I should share that with you guys. I feel like that's very important. So just want to apologize in advance if things are not up to par but don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Once Monday hits, everything will be good. Hell, when I watch the NASCAR race on Sunday, I'll be fine. I won't even care. I'm like, I haven't showered in three days. Screw it. At least the racing's good. (laughs) So just wanted to cover on that real quickly, but let's get into the fun stuff. Let's not get all depressed or pessimistic like, oh no, Vanilla Wafer's life sucks ass. Let's look at some of the biggest news that came out of this week in the NASCAR racing world because let me tell you, we got some big bombshells that were dropped this week. So let's get into it. This is this week's news in the racing world. So first bit of news, this one is not nearly as big as the other one, but I feel like we should cover on it because it is a full-time driver that is missing a cup race, and that is Cody Ware. He is not racing in the Nashville race. Instead, he's going to be racing in the IndyCar race at Road America. Kind of an interesting um, situation that's going on over there. I know he was trying to do the Indianapolis 500, and I think he was going to try to do the 1,100-mile challenge. Unfortunately, due to sponsorship, he wasn't able to do that, but now it was just announced that he's going to be driving the number 50. 52 entry with Dale Connie racing with, of course, Rick Rare Racing helping out there. Kind of an interesting move on him. Um, I think he maybe he's just trying to get a little bit of more of a feel for Indy cars because Cody Ware is a talented driver. Yes, we do narc on him a lot here in NASCAR because he does make a lot of questionable uh, decisions. But instead of driving the number 51 car, it's going to be J.J. Yaley taking over for the number 51 machine. So Cody Ware, he is out for this weekend. Next bit of news is regarding GMS Racing. Now, this bit of news was absolutely shocking to me. I had no, no indication that this was going to happen. Everyone's been talking about Colleg Racing, JR Motorsports. Hell, even Kyle Busch Motorsports has been mentioned. But nobody was thinking that GM Racing is going to start making their Cup Series debut in 2022. Whether it's full-time or part-time, it hasn't really been discussed or who the driver's going to be. But they're going to be in Anticipating a team in the NASCAR Cup Series for the 2022 season. This brand new car has gotten a lot of people interested. Maury Gallagher, who is the owner of the team, is really excited to take the next step into the Cup Series. And I personally am too. 
I am quite curious to see which drivers are going to be running for this team, what number they're going to have, who are they going to be affiliated with in the Cup Series. I mean, there's a lot of news circling around this team, and I'm very, very interested to see what happens. They could be similar to Spire Motorsports, where they're a brand new team hopping in, and maybe they don't compete to the highest level. They're one of those teams that run around the back. But I also thought the same thing with Trackhouse Racing, and look how good they've been doing this year. They have really, really impressed me. So who knows, but another team has now said that they are going to be running in some capacity in the Cup Series next year. I don't know about you guys, but this Gen 7 car keeps getting more and more exciting. Speaking of Spire Motorsports, turns out they sold two of their charters and it's going to the brand new Form Cup team of Colleague Racing. They are going to be running two cars full-time next year. I don't think anyone saw that one either. I mean, yeah, we already knew that Colleague Racing was going to be moving full-time, but it, it felt like it was only going to be one car, and they might have been splitting the ride between Justin Haley and AJ Allmendinger. Now they have announced that there's going to be two cars, and Justin Haley's going to be running one of them full-time time. Spire Motorsports is going to be dropping the number 77 car and they're going to keep the number 7 car with Corey LaJoy. So kind of an indication that Corey LaJoy is going to stay there once again. But how about this for Colleague Racing? They are going all in on their cup program and the way they've been racing down in the Xfinity series, it just feels like they are always competing for a top five, maybe even a victory, or they just run around the top ten. They're really, really good. And hell, look at what AJ Allmendinger has done in the Cup Series with the number 16 car. It's been really damn impressive. He got a top five at Coda. Granted, it was a rain-shortened event, but he was still running damn good throughout that entire race. This team has a lot of potential, and I cannot wait. I think Kaz Grala may be running in the other, other um, races that... AJ Allmendinger's not going to be uh, racing in. That could be an idea, or who knows? Maybe even Jeb Burton could come up into the Cup Series um, once again. Who knows? But this is absolutely big news. It's not going to be just one, but two cars are going to be in the entry level for the 2022 season with Colleague Racing. Rick Henrik Camp is looking to stay the same for the next couple of years because Alex Bowman has just signed a contract extension to stay with Rick Henrik Motorsports through the 2023 season. I really like this call. This was a great job by Henrik Motorsports. Alex Bowman has been doing a phenomenal job with this team. Yeah, we do kind of give him slack as well. You know, ooh, the fourth best driver for Rick Henrik Motorsports. The fourth best driver still has two victories this year and is running 12th in points. He has shown that, hey, he is well deserving to be in one of these rides here with Henrik Motorsports. That's a damn good job. Usually keeps his nose clean. I'm absolutely excited for this, and hey, it just shows that Rick Henrik is going to have a pretty solid foundation with these four drivers. I don't see William Byron going anywhere. Definitely don't see Chase Elliott going anywhere. Kyle Larson, he's looking to be the next best driver to come out of Rick Henrik Motorsports, along with Chase Elliott right beside him. And now you got Alex Bowman, kind of the quiet driver, doesn't really ruffle too many feathers, and he's just been solidly having great runs throughout this year. And hell, I think it's going to be going the same through the 2020 and 2023 season. So Alex Bowman, he is staying for with Henrik Motorsports till 2023. And then lastly, let's talk about Eddie DeHaan. You know who Eddie DeHaan is. He used to be the spotter for Chase Elliott. And then he got assault charges after, I guess, he attacked a pregnant woman due to some jet skis. 
It was a really, really interesting story, and now it looks like the charges have been dropped and he's getting reinstated by NASCAR. It all just seemed like kind of a weird kind of setup, too, because she tried to file for it three separate times, and they kept saying, nah, 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 and now they're just like, oh, now we're going to do it. Hey, to haunt, you're gone. And now the charges dropped. They dismissed it. Uh, so I guess welcome back, Eddie DeHaan. I hope I really, really hope that you did not do it. But according to some of the witnesses there, it looks like you are innocent. So I think for right now, we're just going to move on. You keep doing a great job there with Chase Elliott. And hopefully you don't put yourself in a similar situation like you did last year. And that will conclude the new segment of today's episode. I mean, it wasn't like this was just a small story week. Like, there wasn't anything going on. These are some big, big announcements. Excited for Colic Racing. Excited to see a team that I didn't even think about joining the top series, which is GMS Racing. I hope they do really good. JR Motorsports still could come in. Kyle Busch Motorsports, they said, nah, we're not moving up. But they might in the next couple of years when they say it's more affordable. NASCAR is looking like it has a really good future ahead of it. If more and more teams keep coming in and less and less teams are leaving, hell yeah. Now let's move on to the biggest thing, and that is our fantasy picks. Which drivers are going to be good picks to go for in this Nashville race? We're going to be looking at the last six races, their averages, last 15 races, intermediate tracks, and the one-mile tracks, and see which drivers overall look like good picks. It's time for week number 17 of fantasy picks. Alright, so Nashville, we don't have too much to run off of here. Yes, we do have a few nationwide races. That's what it used to be back then. Now it's the Xfinity Series and the Craftman Truck Series. Of course, if we were running off of those, then we would be praying that Carl Edwards would get another ride because he was the absolute king of this track. There was a reason why they called him Concrete Carl. Anytime he went to a track that was concrete, he would dominate. But unfortunately, he's not racing anymore. So now we got to figure out who are the best options. I think the first one by far has to be Kyle Larson. An average finish in the last six races of 4.5, leading 783 laps. More laps than anyone else this year. And even in the last 15 races, his average finish has been 10.87. At intermediate tracks, 10.32. One-mile tracks, 8.85. Just always a top 10 or better. And with the dominant streak that he has been having... It is tough to keep him off your fantasy roster. So, hey, if he keeps this going, then you definitely want him as your number one pick here for Nashville. Next driver I have here is the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch has had a very impressive season, especially the last six races. Average finish of 8.17, gotten a victory during that time, looks really good at these intermediate tracks this year. It's not the 2020 Kyle Busch. At the same time, it's not the 2019 and beforehand Kyle Busch. It's kind of a Kyle Busch that's kind of rebuilding from the devastation that happened of last year. And right now he's looking really good. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a front runner in this race. Remember Kentucky? Uh, Kentucky used to be ran in the lower series before they moved it up into the cup series. Who was the guy that would be the first winner of that race? Kyle Busch. They're going to Nashville. Who did really good at Nashville back then? Kyle Busch. He could be right there near the end and could get the victory. Let's hope, though, he does not break the freaking trophy in victory lane. I'm going to smash the guitar, you douchebag. That was a beautiful guitar, and you get a bum award just for that season, just for doing that. But let's move past that, <laughs> and let's say Kyle Busch, really good pick here in this race. 
Don't worry, guys. Henrik Camp is not staying away from the fantasy rosters because next one we got here is Chase Elliott. The number nine team may not be considered the best team in the last six races, but they've always been right around the top three. The last six races, their average finish has been 3.33, even better than Kyle Larson's. Although when you compare the laps led, Kyle Larson has led 783 and Chase Elliott has led 40. So, a kind of a worrisome thing, but at the same time, he's super consistent like Denny Hamlin was at the beginning of the year. Phenomenal finishes. Will he be there at the end? I really think so, even though he doesn't have any experience at this racetrack. This is how they looked in these um, at Dover. They looked phenomenal. In the mile and a half race, they've looked phenomenal. A little mix of in-between is Nashville. Get ready to see Chase Elliott once again finish in the top five. And speaking of Denny Hamlin, he doesn't stay too far off the fantasy list as he is considered a top pick in my opinion. He's still been getting on average 8.83 in the last six races. And they have been at tracks where ah, it's kind of you don't really think too much of Denny Hamlin. I mean, the mile and a half, see how they've been there. Road courses, and eh, you really don't think of Denny Hamlin. But he still has a really good average similar to Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch is going to be slightly better but hey, it's always good to go for a guy who's really consistent. And one thing that Denny Hamlin has been this year is consistent. May have not gotten the victory yet, but there's a reason why he's first in points. Denny Hamlin, once again, a top pick for fantasy picks. And then the last one we're going to have here as a top pick is William Byron in the number 24. William Byron has really shown how good he can be at these intermediate tracks. He's been doing really, really good from the beginning of the season, and I really don't see it stopping. Uh, we look at his last average finishes. Yes, the road courses have screwed him over pretty bad, but that average is still 11.17 in the last six races. That's including a 35th place finish at Sonoma. So you really can't hold it too much over his head because this guy has been known as Mr. Top 10. And at intermediate tracks, he's been known as Mr. Top 5. He could be right there near the end with his other Henrik drivers running around the top 5 position. I mean, there's really nothing stopping him, especially in that all-star race. Did you see how good he was? It wasn't Kyle Larson who was the best. I really feel like William Byron was the best driver in that race. So that's why he is staying here as a top pick. So there they are. Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, some of the best picks going into Nashville. Now we move on to the pretty good category. These are the drivers who could be considered a good third or fourth fantasy pick if you do not want to waste all the top five guys, you know, just in case maybe one of them gets into an accident or they don't perform as well as we think. The first one being Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick does have experience here at Nashville. He even has a couple victories. He's done pretty good at this racetrack. This season, though, this season is definitely going to take priority more than that because He's only really been, you know, an 8th to 13th place guy. It, it's been very worrisome. I, I don't know what's really going on with him. But, I mean, just how talented he is at intermediate tracks the last few years. 2,205 laps led since 2018 at tracks that were one and a half miles. Eight victories, an average finish of 8.09. And that wasn't impressive enough. At one mile racetracks, 4.0. That's almost as good as Chase Elliott and better than Kyle Larson in the last six races. How about doing that all the way back since 2018? Kevin Harvick, definitely another guy that's more consistent. I think Denny Hamlin is slightly better than him, but who knows? Maybe Kevin Harvick can impress us here at Nashville and maybe finish around the top five 
or even try to go for the victory. One thing's for sure, spoiler alert, he's going to win the paint scheme award with that Grave Digger paint scheme because, my God, that car is bad to the bone. Next guy we have here is Joey Logano. Joey Logano has been kind of quiet this year. It, it really hasn't felt like, oh man, look at Joey Logano. Joey Logano's dominating. It just hasn't felt like that. And if you look at his season, it's nothing horrible. I mean, since the Daytona 500, he has led 317 laps. His average finish is 10.73. He got his win at the Bristol Dirt Race, but other than that, it hasn't really been like you, you've been looking at Joey Logano like he's a championship contender. However, when it comes to this race, I still feel like he can do a really good job here, run around the top 10, maybe a maybe a 7th place finish. That's what I'm feeling for Joey Logano, and that's probably why I put him 7th on this list. Um, really not much more to say. I don't think he's going to be going for the victory, but I don't think he's going to be hanging around, you know, like 15th or 20th place throughout this race. And then let's complete the Henrik Motorsports team. Let's throw Alex Bowman on there. Alex Bowman, like make no mistake, he's been he's been doing good with Rick Henrik. He really has been. Uh, he's he's always been right there, um, slightly behind his teammates, but still running around the top six. It's like, dude, you're the worst driver. I'm still running sixth place and I'm still getting victories. Like, <laughs> you really can't hold that too much against him. And then even in the All Star race, he did good. So I really don't see Alex Bowman struggling in this race. His average finish in the last six races has been nine point six seven. That's better than Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, and William. Byron so he's definitely going to be up there I just don't think he's going to score nearly as many stage points to be considered a top pick but definitely a good fourth pick to have on your fantasy roster now let's move on to the next driver and that is Joey Logano's teammate Ryan Blaney Ryan Blaney has been known to be a lot better at faster racetracks and I really feel like Nashville is going to kind of fit in that category he looked good in the all-star race he looked all right at Charlotte. I'm not going to say he did phenomenal. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more out of Ryan Blaney. So when it usually comes to these racetracks, he does fairly well. Since 2018, his average finish at intermediate tracks have been 13.11. A little bit worrisome. Same with the last six races, 13.5. So that's why I feel like he's more of a pretty good guy because he's still very consistent. Don't get me wrong. He's very consistent at mile and a half tracks. It's just, you know, compared to the Toyota camp, compared to Rick Henrik, compared to even Kevin Harvick, it's it, he's he's slightly behind them. It, I, I really wouldn't put him in front of those guys. I would say he's a top 10 guy and maybe a fourth, maybe even a fifth pick for this weekend. And then the last one I want to include, this is a driver that's kind of been showing up for the last few races, especially in the last six races with an average finish of 10.67, better than William Byron and some of the other drivers mentioned. It is Tyler Reddick in the number eight. Tyler Reddick has been phenomenal at intermediate tracks, and I think he's going to do the same thing here this weekend. I think he's going to be a really good guy to go with here to kind of save your top guys because Tyler Reddick right now is doing everything he can to get a victory or catch up in the points to get into the playoffs. He's right there in the mix. He does have a few races to go though before I think he can finally be right there with 15th and 16th points because I think he's a full race behind right now, which is really hard to make back up unless they wreck this race and he finishes second. Uh, but I, I have a I have a feeling he could get a victory this year, and if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be at a at an intermediate track. And here in Nashville, I feel like he's going to do really good. Looking at his um, 
last few finishes, I wouldn't see any reason why not to include Tyler Reddick. I mean, he's looking good right now and really starting to figure it out. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number four of Kevin Harvick, the number 22 of Joey Logano, the number 48 of Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney in the number 12, and Tyler Reddick in the eight. Now it is time to move on to guys that you may want to take a chance or take a gamble on here in Nashville. First driver I have here is Chris Busher. Chris Busher was so close to being on the pretty good category. Really, he was. It's just, he's a little bit off compared to Tyler Reddick. He's right there, but Tyler Reddick is slightly better. If you don't want to go with Tyler Reddick, then move next to Chris Busher. Chris Busher has been running solidly lately, especially in that number 17 car, and he has already led 71 laps in this season. Granted, most of them came from Homestead, but hey, that's even a great, that's even better news because that's an intermediate track and he was doing really good. So I honestly see Chris Busher as a good fifth pick or maybe even sixth pick if you think someone else is going to struggle on your roster because I really feel like he's going to do pretty good in this race. Next one I need to include, that is Ross Chastain in the number 42. Ross Chastain has really impressed me the last few weeks. He's been looking really good, starting to figure it out in that number 42 car. I would not be surprised if he's running around the top five by the end of the race. I have that much confidence that he can do good this weekend. Now, when you look at his averages, I'm trying my best not to look at them because they're not that great. His intermediate um, average finishes since 2018 is 27.36, and at one-mile racetracks, 26.08. That is worse than most of the current drivers in the Cup Series. However, of course, also, you got to look at it, he was also with Premium Motorsports, which was not really a strong team. So, this one is definitely a six-pick for me. Ross Chastain could be really, really valuable this weekend, or he could be an absolute bust. So definitely a guy you want to take a chance on, but be ready because it might backfire. Then we got Tyler Reddick's partner, and that is the number three of Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon has been doing pretty good. He, he has kind of been known as a top 10 guy at intermediate tracks. This year, though, slightly off. Like 11th or 12th place is more of Austin Dillon rather than more of a 7th or 8th place. Now, don't think of Austin Dillon as, oh, he's falling apart right now. No, he's still right there. He's still doing all right. It's just I think Tyler Reddick's doing a little bit better. So, again, I think this is another guy you want to put as a 6th pick. Maybe more of a 5th pick if you want to as well. I'm putting him right here just for the simple fact that he is mostly consistent when it comes to tracks about this size. So Austin Dillon, could he get a top 10? Yes, it's, it's, it's very likely he can, but I'm thinking of him more as 11th to 15th place guy. Then we have the number 43 of Eric Jones. Eric Jones is one that I didn't know if I was going to put on or not, but I feel very comfortable including him on the list. And here's the reason why. Eric Jones has been always a guy who favors the intermediate tracks. Always done really good with them. Granted, that was with Joe Gibbs Racing. Now he's with Victor Petty Motorsports. It seems like the chemistry between him and that team is starting to get better and better. His results are way better than what Bubba Wallace was doing when he was running for them in the last couple of years. I mean, Eric Jones is a very talented driver. And I really feel like in this race, he could potentially be a spoiler up there for the top 10. I mean, 
Is he going to be a phenomenal fantasy driver? No, I wouldn't really say that. Could he get some stage points in either stage one or stage two? Probably even both. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance. I could see him score 27 points this weekend, and that's usually a really good guy to have as a backup driver for your fantasy roster. And then the last one I have here, I'm going to include him, the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola this year has been atrocious. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's struggled this year. His average finish is 24.73. That is really, really bad. And even his last six races don't look any better. In fact, they look worse. 29.67. That's Rick Rare racing. Well, I shouldn't really give too much grief to Eric Amarola. It's not that bad, but it, it's getting there. It's almost like Spire Motorsports. That's a good example. And really, it's just been horrible, horrible luck for him. However, there was something that impressed me during the All-Star race. He was able to finally put everything together. And he did pretty all right when he made it into the All-Star race. I mean, he wasn't going to win it uh, by any means, but he still did really, really good. This could be the turning point for Eric Amarola. Remember when I, what I've said in the past? He's usually best during the summer. That's when you usually see Eric Amarola starting to rack up the top 10s. This year's a little different. I wouldn't expect the same exact results that we saw in 2020. He's just trying to save his season at this point. But there is a chance that Eric Amarola could spoil the party with a top 12 finish. I could really see it happen and finally start seeing things going in the right direction for the number 10 machine. So there's a little bit of the riskier dark horse guys. We got Chris Buescher in the number 17, the number 42 of Ross Chastain, the number 3 of Austin Dillon, the number 10 of Eric Amarola, and the number 43 of Eric Jones. And that will conclude the final segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, if it's a little wonky, if you don't feel like this episode was up to par as the other ones, again, I apologize. Just some stuff going on. It should only be over the weekend, though. I feel like everything's going to get taken care of by the end of this weekend, by the way things are looking. So no worries there. Um, just focus on the Nashville race. I mean, it's a very exciting race. That a lot of people are putting a lot of hype around it. We've seen some cool marketing schemes and paint schemes to add on that matter. I mean, I'm still obsessed with that Grave Digger paint scheme. That thing is so freaking cool. I wish I got a die cast for it. It is what it is, though. They, they sold like that. And I was working, so that's my excuse. But anyways, I think the racing here in Nashville is going to be great. So make sure not to miss it. It is on June 20th, this Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, not on Fox Sports or Fox. It's going to be on NBCSN. So don't forget, if you are recording the race, to do it on NBC and not Fox. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to The Best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out so you all take care this has been the field filler podcast